Welcome to the OA Lighter Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you'll find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Holly. Holly! Hi everyone, I'm Holly, a compulsive overeater and a hundred pounder. Um, it's really, really good to be here. Um, thank you, Andrea, for asking me. And um, thank you for everybody being here and every, my friends came over the hill and they reminded me all the way up the stairs that they drove over the hill. <laughs> that there was some kind of expectation there. I'm, you know, I don't know. Um, but I'm grateful, you know how grateful I am to all of you and for showing up. Um, you know, in, in this program, I did learn to show up for other people. That's one of the biggest lessons that I've ever learned um, from here, from this. But to, uh, and welcome to the newcomers. Um, there's a lot of you. <laughs> it's great. I'm so happy. And you're really important here, and we're really glad that you're here. And, I'm, and I hope that you're completely desperate and out of ideas, because that's how I came in in 2002. I, I had no clue what this was going to be like, and but I knew I couldn't be how I was. So I hope that I hope that you'll hear something in the meetings that you're starting to go to, and I hope you go to a lot of meetings and that you hear something that gives you gives you some hope because there is hope here. Um, to qualify, I've got um, 13 years of abstinence uh, and uh, 140 pound weight loss, and I'm maintaining that. And I've been maintaining that for probably about 10 years. Um, and visually, that's two of me. Exactly. I love that math, you know. But it's exactly two of me. So I walked around life until I was 46, double the size. And that's how it was. Um, I I'm, I'm, wasn't the type of person that was ever a normal body weight and gained a lot of weight. I kind of was... Like mostly 280 pounds, and I would diet my way down to 240 using some kind of diet, and um, and then I'd go right back up to 280, and that's that's how I I spent all those years. My whole adult life has been like that, um, and a lot of times I just gave up. I didn't try to do anything. I just decided this is how I'm going to be, you know. But I'll tell you a little bit about myself and and a little bit about my program. Um, to start out, I grew up back east and in a small town uh, near Buffalo. So I went, I went to college, but I came back to that town. I don't know, please. I, <laughs> I ended up back there and working for my father in this restaurant. It's a, it was a diner restaurant. He taught me how to cook. Um, and I worked there, and I stayed there. I stayed there for another 11 years after I graduated from college. Um, and um, I kind of slowly was dying there. You know, it, I hung out with my family. I have a big family. I'm from a big family. But I hung out with my family, and I had a couple of friends. And um, there, was a, there was, even at that time, there was a God that completely intervened in my life. There was a girl. This is going to be a short story. It sounds long, but it's not. <laughs> there was a girl who had moved out to California from my hometown, she came back for a summer and worked at the diner. And what happened was, I didn't even know her that well, but what happened was she said, why don't you come out for vacation to California? And I'm like, oh, I, even, I didn't even take a vacation. 
I just would work. So um, I came out here, and that was God. And I, by nine months later, I was in the car with the TV on, strapped on the roof and my suitcase, and I was moving out here, okay, because I saw something here that I needed to be. I, I couldn't be there anymore. That's how it got to be. I just couldn't be there anymore. Um, so I, I moved out here, and I changed professions, and, and all good. I mean, it was all right. I started to, to talk to a couple to people out here. It was a little bit more social out here. Um, and what happened was, lo and behold, um, I got into a relationship with a drug addict. And I really don't recommend that. Um, but the honesty is, that was the first person who paid any attention to me. And I was over 30 by this time. So somebody paid a little bit of attention, and I was in. I mean, it didn't matter. And I knew that, and it didn't matter. I was 280 pounds, and there was attention being paid to me. So I was in. I didn't even know what that meant. Um, the, other, the next God shot is a, I got into um, the people program because of that. I, I felt crazy within a couple months. I literally felt crazy, like, what is going on? Um, so I got into that program, and I met people in that program. First off, I met people that I could talk to. I met people that were – I got into a really nice group of people. Um, they, there was couples. There were singles. We started hanging out, and that kind of brought me out a little bit into the world and into some nice people and friends. And, um, and there was people there that were in Overeaters Anonymous. I had never really heard of it. That's the truth. So um, because of them, because I met them, I, st- I just knew that was, this was the place for me. So 1994, 1995, I was in the program. I came into the program, um, and I didn't do much of anything. I, I, <laughs> I didn't. I heard three meals a day, nothing in between. And I was doing the complete opposite of that, by the way. Um, I used to have uh, come over the hill. I'm from the valley, but I used to come over the hill for work and go to different locations, okay, all over. My, my territory was all over. And I literally thought like this, like, I have to go here, so there's a stop here. Like, I knew exactly every stop for food that I needed to take, needed, by the way, to make before I went on to my next location. I was so afraid of everything, so afraid of the people I was going to see and talk to that I just had to, I had to eat to just calm that down so I could walk through the day. So I spent a lot of years doing that, but I came into OA and I... um, didn't really get a sponsor or do much of anything, but I came to meetings, and I got my abstinence was three meals a day, and I had stopped eating sugar a while before. Um, and there was a, it, it, that, that wasn't the problem, obviously, but it helped a little bit. But I came into OA, and so my abstinence was three meals a day and no sugar. And that is actually my abstinence today as well. But I stayed for a couple of years, and the reason I was able to leave so quickly is that, um, by not working, by not working the steps, and by not really calling a sponsor or somebody with any regularity, I just walked right back out of program. I got into a good relationship, and my meetings went from, you know, four a week to three a week to two a week to once every other week, and then I just stopped. So that's, that's what happened. I didn't have any foundation. I didn't have any basis. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have the hope that could have started, but um, so I left. And I was out for eight years. And in that eight years, um, I, like I said, I was in this relationship. And, and we, we started a catering business out of the house, which is also not helpful. Um, so that's also not recommended. But that's what happened. 
Um, so now I'm overworking. I have a full-time job, by the way. I'm overworking because I have this full-time job and a very successful catering business. We have two refrigerators, and there's food all over the place, okay? So eight years of that, that's what happened. I, I, what, what brought me into program, this, this is really what counts in 2002, is what brought me in this time is that um, we had stopped the catering business, so I had some period of, I don't want to say inactivity, but I wasn't running, 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 running anymore. And my feelings started to come. So it's kind of the opposite of that. But um, I started feeling really bad, not about my, my weight, because my weight was always the same. I just didn't, I never was a healthy body weight. So I was kind of used to that. And I had probably been on one more diet. And I know that a couple of things happened in that summer of 2002 and I got into a really deep depression I got I, I was not feeling much of anything at all I wasn't feeling at all and that that's what scared me back in the program is that I lost all my friends feelings gone I was just you know I was going to work and watching TV and going home and eating and going to I was doing that cycle and that's all I was doing so I came back in the program um, the, in, in uh, August of 2002, just without any expectation. I knew, it's like that old saying, like, you, you don't have to go home, but you can't be here. <laughs> I, can't, I didn't know what I was going to, I didn't know anything. I couldn't be my, in my own skin anymore. So I knew I had to make a change. And that was probably the best thing I could have felt at that time is that I have to make a change. Something's got to change. I can't keep going like this. So I came into program and, you know, I, I, I went back to the meetings in the Valley and um, I sat and listened for about a month and I got a sponsor. I asked a woman that was a hundred pounder. Um, for some reason, when I walked back in this time, um, I was greeted very warmly and I see that this meeting does the same thing. I was, I, that made a big difference to me. I was greeted warmly to the first meeting I went back to and um, I felt like I was a part of right away. Like I had a, some kind of an attitude change. So I got a sponsor. I knew I had to do certain things. I knew I couldn't, I knew I had to have a different experience than I did the first time. So I got a sponsor that was a hundred pounder and she immediately started me writing. Now I didn't know what I was writing. I wrote. She told me what to do. I did it. Um, she helped me with a food plan, just a little ways down the road. Um, she helped me with a food plan, and I did it. I followed a food plan. I was writing, follow food plan, and I went to meetings. And I would add it. She'd say, I want you to go to, you know, one more meeting a week. <sighs> okay. And I went to one more meeting a week. Everything she told me to do, I did. The next good thing that happened was um, she got me into service and got me talking to other people. That didn't happen before. You may not believe that because they can't shut me up now. But <laughs> honestly, I, I, I'm not a talk I wasn't a talker. I was very shy. And just by doing service in this program, it was such a safe place to be with other compulsive overeaters that um, I was able to start talking and getting and, you know, meeting people and finding friends. And um, I was in a very strong sponsorship family and group, which is another God shot right there. We all started, we all were working stuff one, we all hung out together, we went out to eat after a meeting, we talked. It was the best thing that could have happened to me. Um, I felt, started to feel completely different. Um, 
and I worked my way through the steps. Um, step one, you know, I was I knew I was powerless over food. That wasn't that wasn't even an issue. But I didn't know how my life was going to change in these years. I had no idea that I actually had to change. And you know, um, what I've learned later on from reading the Big Book a lot. I started out with a sponsor that read um, Big Book and AA Comes of Age and um, the 12 and 12 from AA. That's how we started. That's how I started with her. Her line of sponsorship did that. Um, didn't completely understand it, but what I know now is there was a couple of things that were very key in the big book. And one is that um, we have to be entirely abstinent. I have to be entirely abstinent. So my abstinence is three meals a day, no sugar now. I'm entirely, completely abstinent, and I have a completely sober food plan today. And that's what keeps me standing right here. Um, I was able to find a, find a food plan and develop it and change it as my weight changed because obviously I'm not 280 pounds. I had to have a weight losing food plan um, and then a maintaining food plan. It was not the easiest thing in the world to do, um, but by working the steps, everything becomes possible. See, without steps, it's not possible. I don't, then I don't have God to rely on. Um, but by working the steps, I could do what I needed to do, and that, that's kind of the key. The other thing that always strikes me out of the big book is that, um, let's see, we got entire abstinence. And then the other part is that I have to have a complete change. I have to have a complete psychic change. I didn't know that that kind of thing was even possible. But again, by working the steps with a sponsor, um, I slowly got that psychic change. I slowly got the fact that, and I can tell you for me today, that I know that God is here, not flying around in the, on a picture on the wall, but I, my God now is here. I'm Catholic, that's why I said that. Because you know it's right there. Um, my God is here now, and I talk to God all day long, all the time, and um, I've developed a relationship, like almost like a friendship, that kind of easy-talking um, way to be with my God. Uh, you know, I've developed that through working the steps. I've probably gone through the steps three or four times. Um, and that's one of the gifts. But that, that's part of the complete change that had to happen for me. So I'll tell you a little bit more about what I do today later. But I wanted to, you know, a couple of uh, stories came to mind just demonstrating, like, what, what the changes have been. And this is really, this is really for the newcomers, really. Um, I thought of something the other day. Somebody asked about on Facebook about a, uh, is there do, does anybody have a source for a sugar-free cake? <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, you're really asking that. But I'll, I'll tell you how it was. You know, I got four years into program. I got married, and uh, we planned a very nice wedding, by the way. And there was a lot of OA people there. And you know, I trying to decide about a cake. All right. So I didn't eat sugar. I ate a few sugar-free things for a while. And as my food plan got better and better, these things tend to drop off, like the cream and the coffee. It, it drops off after a while. It's like I just, okay, you know, I'm done with that. And things drop off as they do. I ate sugar-free things for a little while. And in planning this wedding, I um, figured out the best place. And I drove over the hill, or back over here, and, you know, got this thing and made a big deal. You know, we got to go try it. And we went and tried it. We ordered it. 
on the day of the wedding, drive over the hill, go on, you know, get the cake. We got the cake, right? So we're in this wedding, and it's probably about this many people. It's beautiful. And my brother-in-law, who's a very nice guy, he's a doctor, um, my, my ex-brother-in-law, excuse, um, he was going to make a toast, and then we're going to cut this cake. Well, I, if you could have heard the words, I'm not going to say them, of course, but he made such a long toast, I realized I was like this. Sorry. You know, when's he going to? And I could I was so anxious. And guess what happened? That had to drop off, too. But that's the pitiful and that's the demoralization that food can do to me. And it like sometimes it does it one more time. And I realize, oh, my God, that's what it is. You know, that's how I live my life with this demoralization um, about my weight, my food, my physical body, everything. Um, and then. OK, so I'm going to tell you exactly what I do today, because I think that's really important. So. In, in making those changes, um, you know, I worked my way through program, and I, I've done things in my life now, and things are really exciting. I've done things in my life that I never really thought possible. I've made a lot of changes. Um, one more um, tribute to the steps and to the people in program is that it, about five years ago, I decided that um, my, I had to end my relationship, you know, and it was a long-term relationship. And um, what I, you know, I, I don't make any decisions on my own anymore. So during this time, I, I talked to people and I, I kind of gathered a group of women in the program to help me through this and make a decision whether this is the way I wanted to go or not. Okay. So um, I worked the steps around it first before I made a decision. And then I did decide with a little bit of help from everybody, I did decide that that's the decision I want to make. And I stayed abstinent through probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do is, you know, ending a long-term relationship, um, selling, you know, getting the house ready, selling the house, finding another place, and moving, moving twice, moving into another place, buying a house, and then being on my own again. All that stuff, I stayed abstinent. Um, it, it's amazing. And, and you know what happened? And I, I want to say this because... The person is in this room. Um, there was a time that I, w I was in Laguna Beach on a vacation with my with my wife, and um, it was I knew it was time to t tell her that we were going to end this relationship. And um, I stood on that bluff above there, and I talked to someone in this room about that, and I got so much support. And then I was able to follow through on my decision. And that's the incredible relationships we make in this program, is that people help me with my life today. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. I could not be more grateful for the relationships. I've got relationships with people that are, that are loving and kind and strong. And I always kind of laugh because now they're, now they're kind of global and international. I have people all over the world right now that, you know, I communicate with on a daily basis, and it's just amazing. Um, and I did want to tell you now, of course, what I do today, because I think that's important. It's important for me to hear again, and it's important for the newcomers. Um, what I do today is uh, I, of course, work with a sponsor. My sponsor is Shelly, and um, we work through the big book. We work through all kinds of literature. We just go from one book to the next. We read through together. Um, I do reading and writing 
on the days that I call her for this program. I had to go back to the other program, too, which is cool, too. I mean, everything works as, as it's supposed to be. Um, so I, I work with my sponsor. I work with sponsees today. I've always had a lot of sponsees, and, and it, it, which is the case now. And I've kind of um, not done as much service on the group level. Thank you, Michelle. Um, not so much service on the group level anymore. I, I was, I, I did a lot of service in the valley on the uh, board inner group level, and that that was a real gift. Now I've kind of backed off of that, and I and I really think that my my service now is sponsoring. I feel the best doing that, and it gives me a um, it gives me a lot of freedom to work with other people, and I really like doing that. Um, so what I do in the morning is I get up really early and I do my reading and writing and I do prayer and meditation. Um, and let's say I write for my sponsor. I do prayer and meditation. Um, I try to do a little bit of, um, some of my exercise in the morning and I do some later at night too. Um, and I, then I start taking my sponsee calls. The way we work, the way I work the program is the way I pass along the program to my sponsees. We, we and I, um, I commit my food the night before with a 10-step, and I do a, kind of a pretty complete 10-step. It's out of the big book, and I write that, and I send it with my food for the next day to my sponsor. Um, and then when I take my calls, my sponsees kind of do the same thing. They either send it at night. So I'm, at night, I'm reading some 10-steps um, before and after I do my own. Um, I take my sponsee calls, and I call my sponsor at 8, and then I go to work, and then I try to do uh, four, sometimes five meetings a week, and that's really important for me. Um, and that's how I'm able to maintain a strong program. And I think that, um, as I said, the changes that have happened in these years have been astounding. Um, I go on vacation by myself now, and I because it's more important for me to go than to be than to not. In other words, um, the first couple times I did it, it was I was a little shaky, but um, it's really important that I go. You know, so I make sure that I go. I do. I go to conventions, and um, when I want to, you know, I go to conventions and I do things, even if it's by myself. But I usually go with a group of people. Um, I've started a hobby. My sponsors have always told me for the longest time, please get a hobby. Please, please get a hobby. Something that has nothing to do with program, you know. And, you know, I got, um, I got an energy, and it was from a program thing. This, this woman, we went, had a fundraiser, and this woman brought some drums. And I started play, you know, I played the drums that day at the beach. And that's all it took. So I figured out, like, how to t start taking lessons. And this is what my heart is. Like, I, I identify so much, and I have so much fun doing that. So I've been taking classes doing that. Um, and I'm going to play with um, some musicians at, at our fundraiser in the Valley. And it's, it's so much fun to me. And, you know, I, I remember when I came in and I wasn't feeling anything. And it's not the, this is not the case anymore. I feel a lot. And it's such a gift. Um, I feel happiness. Um, I feel excitement. I know that what what happens when I am abstaining is that my life opens up to whatever comes, you know, um, and I can feel a lot of joy. I don't even remember feeling joy before, but um, I wanted to talk, too, about the relationships that I've, I've built in this program. You know, 
I've, I share a lot about, not so much anymore, but I've shared a lot about my work. Um, in this time that I was ending my relationship, just shortly after that, there was a bunch of things that happened that were really bad. Like, that was bad, okay? But other little things happened. I had a car, a little car accident, and that kind of threw me. And then down the road, about another couple months passed, and my boss gave me a notice that he was going to fire me. I mean, he gave me a notice that and he came into my office and said, I, I don't know if you're happy here or not, but these are the things that we're not happy with. And I was completely blindsided. And it threw me into even more fear. I was in fear because of this breakup, but I was in, now I was in more fear. So I worked with my sponsor. I worked the steps through that. And, you know, I kept going, and I completely was able to change my work ethic. Um, and I don't believe it was so bad. Um, some of the things were, it was kind of mistaken, and some of it was true. That's the truth. I was able to completely change that over some time. And work through that. And, and um, my relationship with him today, like, we still were, we, we never were close. It was never like a relationship. He was just my boss and I was just his employee. Um, and he got older and older. And, you know, he started asking me, come on, I need you to come over to my office and help me. And if you had a, I would make myself sick every time I went. Like, I would be so afraid that I'd go. And I'd do what he asked me to, but I would be so afraid. And, and you know, every, and I went for a couple of years, maybe once a week. I was so afraid to go, and I would go, you know. Um, and every time it got better. I was able to do that because I was talking about it with other people, and I was abstaining through that. Um, my relationship with him today is completely different. He's 79. He needs a lot of help. And I was finally able to see that. Like, he wants me to come over and help him, and I'm helping him. Like, I'm, that's the value I have. I'm helping him do his work, and then I go back and do my work. Um, and if I could, I, I can't even express how grateful I am for that. It's completely changed my, my way of thinking about work, and, it, and that's all a gift of this program. You know, if I stay abstinent and I work the steps, whatever comes my way, I'm able to talk to God about it and, and talk to my sponsor and get through it and find joy and peace and work with all of you. Um, so that's, that's what it's like today. I'm, I'm really grateful. My life has changed. Um, I'm walking around in a healthy body weight. I, I, there's, I've had some, um, I don't really have time to go into it, but I've had some, uh, I've done some work around body image too. And that, because I, you know, First, it was kind of astounding to be 280 pounds and then be 140, and all that goes with that. It was kind of, um, it was, I needed a lot of help with, from my sponsor, clothes shopping, all of that. I mean, I needed a lot of help, but um, it, that really kind of worked itself out. But now, you know, I, I still work with my sponsor on body image. I, you know, things come up and I get to work on them. I was having a little trouble with my hands and with, uh, rubbing my hands and stuff, and, and, you know, we work through that, work the steps through that, and, you know, like I say, my life is, go is ongoing. I'm 60 years old. Um, I almost can't believe it, but I'm 60 years old, and I'm probably the happiest and healthiest I've ever been So um, as a result of this program. So thanks for letting me share.
Anybody have a question? I may answer. Yes, please. When you feel fear or resistance now, what do you do? What tools do you use? That's a great. That's a great question. Um, I've over the years, what I've been taught to do, especially my sponsor, is very good with this. I embrace that. I, I, if, if I feel fear, there's something going on. If, there's, if I feel fear, there's something I have to look at. So I embrace that fear. I walk through it. Um, I do writing, and I talk about it. And usually, I'll get, I'll get a message like what I need to do. Because fear is just, it, I feel fear all the time. But when I know what you're talking about when it comes up really strongly. Um, that's what I have to do. I have to talk about it. I have to feel it. Because I, I, I want to feel. I want to feel today. My feelings are really important. And it gives me an indication that there's some work to do. So when I question that, too, I look at my fear and think, you know, what about this is true? Is anything about this true? This fear, you know, what do I need to do here, God? And um, so, yes, I still feel fear and I have tools now that help. Anybody else? Yes. What was the second part of your question? <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I'm talking about body image and a critical inner voice. You know, my sponsor, God bless her, she kind of, and people in the, pro- women in the program have helped me learn how to dress myself. I was not a pleasant dresser, Okay. <laughs> Nothing fit. When I was 280 pounds, if I could button it, I'd wear it. (laughs) I didn't know anything, okay? So the women in this program have taught me along the years, and as my my size changed, because that's a big deal to even decide. You have to change stores, by the way. The stores I was used to going into, I I couldn't go into anymore. So, thank you. I'll just finish up. the steps help with everything. So as I'm, as I lost, and now, like I say, something just came up, and I'm working the steps on it, um, and I know that everything's okay, and God's in charge, and I don't worry too much about those things. They work themselves out now. So thanks for letting me share.